everybody, and welcome into a very special episode of Empty Your Queue, which we're going to call Get This Get Out of Your fuck Queue. Fuck out of my queue. <laughs> Get I've, this shit the fuck out of my queue. Is that what this voice you called. hear right there is uh, Cameron They Huffman. know who it is. And, and you know what? Let's start it on the fucking Green Hornet. Just so that's off the what bat. We're, yeah, so we're watching, or well, Cameron watched the Green Hornet. I watched the Green Hornet, unfortunately. And this came out in 2011. Uh,. Yeah, 2011. It's got Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Um, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. It's directed by Michelle Michael, Gondry. My, Michelle Gondry? Yep. Oh, okay. I thought it was Michael. Sorry. Um, who directed... Uh, Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine Spotless, Spotless, Mind. Spotless Mind. The Waking Life. Um, uh, many, many really, really reputable and great movies. Not only that, but also like innovative and... And extremely David beloved. Harbour's in this movie. Edward James Olmos. I mean, I saw Edward James Olmos. I was like, what the fuck? Edward James Olmos. It's written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Uh, directed by Michelle Gondry. Um, yeah. Be Kind Rewind. That was the other one I was The Science of, of Sleep. Be Kind Rewind. That one was uh, good. That didn't, I don't believe the way I was wrong with The Waking Life. Um but either way and the green hornet is a superhero right he's like a- so the green hornet yeah I th- oh god i want to say it was a like a pulp comic from the 40s and 50s i believe right and then it was a show in the 60s that bruce lee starred as kato that was really kind of america's introduction to bruce lee to bruce lee as kato um basically this movie is a real massive turd uh it tries to balance like trying to be feminist with uh this imitation feminist character that cameron diaz is playing mm-hmm. um while also having seth rogan is probably his most misogynistic possible uh it's it's really rough like i knew it was bad i saw it in theaters back in the day i did too and i knew it was bad then and it popped up on netflix in the top 10 and i was like okay Let's give it a whirl. And this thing just stinks to fucking high heaven. Like, I couldn't get past 40 minutes. But, like, why? Because it's really easy to be like, hey, this so, movie's eh. It's poorly acted right off the bat. And you're not... From everybody? Exp- from or? everybody. Even... So, Christoph Waltz, I think, is coming off... He just won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Just won Best Bastards. For Inglorious Bastards. And he's essentially doing that character again. He's just mailing it in. Kind of. I don't know. Because he's like, the character's having like a midlife crisis and he's not, he's worried about being cool. There's that whole scene in the beginning with him. Yeah, but his like playfulness with everything and his like, is my gun not cool? Because it has two barrels. It It has a James Franco fucking intro. Yeah, I know. That's all so, like that got me like, oh, was this okay? Like, was this funny? And I'm like, I remember being like, Christoph Waltz is definitely mailing this in from afar. <laughs> um, but that opening scene with uh, for Christoph Waltz was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his gun has two barrels. It's cool. It opens up. Fucking stupid. Um, Seth Rogen is lazy. Like, the writing in it is lazy. Everything about it just seems like... Uh, I don't know. It, okay, so... I do enjoy their movies. I enjoy Knocked Up. I enjoy uh Oh, definitely. Like this is the like end. all that this is the end, all that stuff. But this is just a huge miss by everybody involved. The directing on it is really bad. Like there's the scenes where Kato's getting his fights 
and he's like, oh, it's like my, I shouldn't do the accent. I, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. But they have, they like, he's a, oh, shit, I forget his name. Jay Chow. Jay Chow, yeah. He's a really big singer, actor uh, in China. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, it's kind of his only American movie. I think he went, like, back to primarily just acting in Chinese films after this. Oh, I'm sorry. He's Taiwanese. Oh, okay. So, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Taiwan. Uh, but he basically, like, this is his only American film. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, he was in, or not he was in, he's going to be in the next Triple X movie, if that gets made. With fuck, Vin Diesel. yeah. There we okay, go. Okay, that's a empty your queue right there. We'll just do that from the theater. Um, no, no, no. I mean, uh, uh, Amazon Prime has Triple X. The Return of Xander three, Cage. Three, The Return of Xander Cage. Okay. And I think they might have Triple X 1 on there. Somewhere has Triple X 1, too. So, all right, this is a rough piece of shit to get through. It's not funny. The jokes are just fucking lazy. Um, it's him being this like wild playboy millionaire. He's the son of a newspaper. He's the son of an, and that the newspaper mogul was the original Green Hornet. Uh, and he had no idea. And he has no idea. It. <laughs> his dad gets stung by a bee and dies. Is what they tell him. Is what they tell him. And he's like, man, that's sad. And he's like, now I'm in charge of the newspaper and then fires everyone fires everyone. Cause he's just going to sell it off. Cause he's just going to sell it off, which you don't need to do that. You did not need to fire. I actually was working at a newspaper that was sold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when this came out. That was sold and uh, they had some layoffs, but it wasn't. Everyone was fired. Right. <laughs> it's like when not they, quite that extreme, when places or purchases, there are some redundancies. Uh, but that's, Basically, it is you're eliminating redundancies. You're not just eliminating an entire workforce, which is effectively what he does. The character that you're supposed to become enamored with and love is unlovable throughout. Uh, even by halfway through the movie when he's like becoming the Green Hornet and you're like having this fun with him. It's not fun. The Kato character is cool because it's really hard to fuck up like cool kung fu guy who makes coffee really well because that's your introduction to him is he's his butler. He just makes like these awesome cups um, of coffee. Cameron Diaz is really bad and it also makes me agree with your assessment that Cameron Diaz is a bad actress. She had her run and then that that should have been it. Like, Christoph Waltz is the best thing in it and even he is like mailing it in. Mailing it in. Just I like Edward James almost as the, the editor. Yeah, but I mean, how can you not like Edward James almost? But it just, it's, it, you can see it as kind of the death knell for their writing. And like that, because what, after that they do, this is the end, mm -hmm. which doesn't really get off the ground as much as the previous ones. But which also might be their funniest one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's, they, they wrote Knocked Up, right? Let's see. I think they write it in. They wrote super bad. Um, Judd Apatow wrote Knocked Up. Oh, he wrote. Okay. They wrote Pineapple Express, Green Hornet. Pineapple Express is their funniest. This is the end. The interview the night before Sausage Party and uh, Neighbors 2. Yeah, those are all pretty rough. I like the night before. I like the interview as well. The interview. Yeah, but they're also kind of bad. Sausage I never realized party. that. Jesus. Yeah, Sausage Party in retrospect is pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Indian characters being alcohol is... <laughs> yeah, being firewater. I remember when that came out, I really tried to defend that, and now I just feel really, really bad for trying to defend that. 
sometimes comedy goes a little too far. It's okay, man. It's okay. Um, but no, this is rough. And that's kind of the example. Like this is the shining example of when people are like, oh, they're just kind of misogynistic and don't really like attempt to incorporate women in their storytelling. But like, this is the shining example of it. Like how so? Cause I, you did say Cameron Diaz. She's a pretty, pretty well-known actress. Like, how yeah, but not... she comes in about 45 minutes into it as a prop. And I think later, cause she's I didn't like finish it. She's the lawyer and uh, she's made out to be like strong and everything. She ends up getting, I think kidnapped at the end yeah. and it's just the prize of like save. Like she just needs to be saved. I think that's all pretty much she amounts to. Um, I mean, as much as I don't enjoy Catherine Heigl as an actress, like it is correct that in Knocked Up, she's just a prop there and there's no real development for her character. Like she's just a shrew throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the end. I think the only woman in This is the End is Emma Emma Watson. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Mindy Kaling at the beginning and Rihanna or Rihanna. Yeah. And yeah, Mindy Kaling is pretty funny. And that was before like Mindy Kaling like, blew up that was i think still just the office yeah and i don't mean that in a bad way like oh you didn't even have to yeah uh, i just i don't know um but uh, (laughs) but uh uh i don't know it was just kind of like a stark like fuck this maybe they're not funny (laughs) (laughs) like maybe this stuff isn't funny and it's just kind of stupid and immature like in the moment you thought it was funny but that now that you're older yeah it's kind of like national lampoon stuff back in the day like Animal House is pretty, pretty hey, problematic. Watch your mouth. Ma- no, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, it's great. I do love Animal House, but it's also like you can't ignore how problematic some of the themes of that movie are and everything. And this, I don't know, this thing, it's just a thinking of a bygone era that you're kind of like, oh. It were weird. I just, I was just a part of it. It's rough. It makes me, f- I have to burp. It just makes you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> so watching the green hornet will make you feel bad about yourself but so it, it tries to be campy but it's not campy it's like an over way over budget like i don't know not funny it's just trying way too hard and i think kevin smith was originally supposed to direct it and like was the original driving force behind getting it made getting it made and then it was turned over to them because he ended up writing a comic that was kind of a relaunch of the green actual Green Hornet. That was actually pretty cool. Okay, I didn't realize that. It- yeah, yeah. Well, no, because like the original idea wasn't supposed to be fully like comedic gimmick. Like, let's give it to the guys who who make all the comedies. Yeah, yeah. who just make the dick and fart joke comedies. And I know at the time, like those were making like three hundred, four hundred million dollars yeah, easy. Yeah, and this was oh, we'll combine a superhero franchise with the dick and fart joke guys. And it it failed. Well, because they also made it PG thirteen. Yeah. So it's like let's get these guys that are known specifically for making R rated comedies, put them in a PG thirteen superhero comedy hybrid, and then give them a budget of two hundred million dollars and see how it shakes out, and then be mad when it does not do well. Yeah. And and at the forty five minute mark, I just turned it off because I was like, this isn't. What enjoyable. happened? What's the scene at the forty five minute mark? I don't even know. I just I wasn't watching it at that point. Like I had, we were we just started making dinner and. Just, What's the last scene you remember? I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, it was a little bit after Cameron Diaz is like introduced and he's fully becoming like costumed Green Hornet. Like it takes a long. It's too long of a movie. It's it is over two hours. It it's way like for what they wanted to do. It shouldn't have been, but it's an origin story. Their m- type of movies, like because at the time they were writing those two-hour comedies, 
Right. Like, and I, this just wasn't that, and it didn't need to be. It could have been an hour 40. It didn't need to be an, uh, as deep of an origin story. Like, you didn't need to get to know him as a party animal and shit like that. But you have to, because how is he going to change? But he doesn't really, like, change all that much by the end. Oh, so here we go. Here's something to, to consider. In 2020, Universal announced that they are partnering with Amazia Entertainment on the Green Hornet and Kato and are in development on a film based on the characters. Yeah. So it looks like they might be bringing it back. That's cool. As, as long as it's... Because it's a cool story of a guy who runs... Who is a editor-in-chief at a newspaper and sees crime and sees all this stuff on a Every day basis. in his paper, he's covering it. And he wants to make a difference. So he goes out with this like manservant effect that he has... That's this. That's more badass than him. That's the other thing is like this pauses that the Green Hornet is kind of this oafy idiot who didn't really know what he was doing. And in the original, it's like he's like a pulp detective type thing. He's, and yeah, he's like intelligent. He's yeah, and and Cato is more of like the badass sidekick that would back him up because he's getting in way over his head type of shit. And yeah, not because is, he's stupid, but yeah, this is just Seth Rogen it, is Seth Rogen. Cause it goes all the way to the top, you know? And he needs Kato to bail him out at every possible yeah, time. Yeah. That, and that's what I don't like about it. It's like, it's not, I don't know. Seth Rogen isn't playing. Like if he was a lovable goof and it was just, this dude was kind of an idiot and not a piece of shit, which like he can be like, it's not like, yeah, but in this movie, the character he's playing is a piece of shit. Right. So I wonder if it's the PG 13 or something like that, or the studios or what? No, it's, what it seemed like the character design that they had for it was, it was like this piece just of shit. Spoiled dude. Rich brat. Yeah. That they were like, Oh, and he'll change by the end. But then the change that they write into it is like very mild. Like it's just, Oh, okay, cool. He, he's now our superhero. If, if I mean, if you remember, because you don't remember what you watched. No, but I know by the end he is like fully fledged Green Hornet, and he beats the bad guy, and he gets the girl. I mean, this is a pretty easy guess. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I bet he. Gets That's the- why I didn't finish it. I was like, I know how this fucking ends. <laughs> but so. maybe, maybe you would have been like, oh, he did have some development. Why don't okay. you go watch the fucking movie and make a love fest about it then? No, I'm just. You want to love it so much? I'm just trying to ask. I'm just trying to make fucking people not watch this piece of shit and get it off the top 10. That's what. Let's get something else in the top 10. What would you put? Event Horizon. I think it's off. (laughs) I think that's off Netflix right now. No, it's still there. Oh, it is? Yeah. Event Horizon. Yeah. No buy balls. Eye holes. All right, guys. Uh, So don't watch The Green Hornet. Don't watch The Green Hornet. Uh, Don't contribute to it. And people give Seth Rogen more shit on Twitter about The Green Hornet because... I've seen it a few times here and there. People are watching it now and like calling him yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's, he's just like, kind of like, yeah, it's bad. He's like, I know. Um, but I think no, it's just, it was just weird because I don't know. Like I tried watching the interview recently too. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Some of this is funny, and some like it's it's throwing a lot at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's why their movies are like two hours. And Apatow does that with funny people too, where it's like almost three hours of him just like. I don't know, jerking off his him being a stand up comedian for a couple of years. Like, <laughs> like that's that's kind of like what that movie is. I really like funny people. This like is, I do. This is veering into a larger topic. It is a larger. Yeah, that's, so I think will, that's kind of what I got. Yeah, we will get out of here <laughs> for now.
Uh, thank you guys. Super bad's funny. I enjoy that you're like that you're like they're just throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and seeing what what's gonna stick. And like I know that immediately after you finish saying that, I'm gonna be like, thanks for listening to our daily podcast where we, we talk just about throw different shit movies. at the wall. And see <laughs> what sticks. No, definitely, but I I don't know. I mean, I, that's a generalization. Uh, so they're it's like improv. They're improving, and I get it. Cool, but like not every improv joke hits. They and we're having to time. watch the improv jokes that don't hit. And what it's if like, they used the just all the first takes though? Like, could you imagine how much worse this would be? Yeah, no, I know, I know. And and the outtakes are funny and stuff, but it's just I don't know. There's something about outtakes are always funny. Some of their comedic writing that I'm starting to see, like, oh, this exists in a time and for a certain age. That once you get past that, it's hard to find it funny. Like, it's just like, okay, cool. You made another dick joke. Great. And it also seems like an excuse for him, for Seth Rogen at the time to like hang out with models for the first like 15 minutes of that movie. Yeah, just party and hang out with a bunch of supermodels. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, good on him. That's what I think movies are kind of for for some people is like to exploit it, to access things they would have never accessed in their regular life. I don't think we can say that about Seth Rogen. I'm not saying that about Seth Rogen, but I'm just saying like maybe at that time it was like, oh, hey, I've been dabbling in like movies that are just a bunch of chubby nerds hanging around making dick and fart jokes. Now I get to be a playboy millionaire. Superhero. Yeah, I'm going to milk this for what it's worth. And I think that's a lot of Hollywood, though, is I'm going to milk this for what it's worth. Um and that's lead led to really indulgent superhero films that I fucking love. So that's great. So if you watch Green Hornet, let us know what you think. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. And this isn't one of those fucking superhero movies that I love. At Heffabrew. Don't uh, watch Green Hornet. And you can also send us an email with your thoughts on it or with anything you think we should watch. It's uh, the movie mailbag at gmail.com. And I think that's everything. Any, anything else? Uh, the Green Hornet can go fucking blow itself. <laughs> and and it does pretty much it's just just and we are out self-flagellating what is it i forget the word da vinci code that's a piece of shit too <laughs>